This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good everybody and welcome to St George's Park for this squad announcement ahead of the Euro 2024 qualifiers against Italy and Ukraine. Joined by Gareth Southgate and we'll get right underway first with Rob Dorsey from Sky Sports News. Gareth, good to see you. Um, Ivan Tony gets a recall which um, a lot of people will be pleased to see. I think few would argue that his performances on the pitch don't deserve it but I think You'll probably understand the wider controversy around this when the FA have listed so many charges against him for alleged breaching rules and he might have to have some time out of the game at some point in the future. He has admitted to some of those charges, we understand. So can you explain your thinking on that one for us, please? Uh, Well, the the fact is he's playing for his club, he's available for his club. Um, He hasn't uh, hasn't been a trial as yet or any judgment. So... I don't know on what basis we wouldn't pick him, really. Um, I think before the World Cup, Callum Wilson had a brilliant run of form and hit form just at the right time. And uh, he's obviously had a little bit of an injury that has inhibited his performances in, in the last few weeks. Ivan's been consistent across the season, of course. As soon as we named that squad, he had a brilliant game at Manchester City, which was typical. <laughs> so, um, But he's playing really well. Um, I like the way his presence in games. You know, I saw his game at Arsenal where I thought he was outstanding. And, um, yeah, he deserves his opportunity. Uh, headlines will be as much about a couple of players you've left out as well. Um, Raheem Sterling and Ben White leaped to mind straight away. What can you tell us about those? Yeah, well, Raheem's not fit. Um, so that's, that's that one. Um, you would have selected him if he had a bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, with Ben, it's... Similar with uh, Ben and Trent, really. The three boys that are in as uh, right full-backs, we've got them just ahead of those two. We're blessed in that position with a depth of talent. And, um, yeah, it's it's the hardest position to pick, albeit, you know, it's never never straightforward uh, (coughs) criteria. And it's always shifting around a little bit on form as well. But um, Kyle and Tripps were obviously... um, the ones that played during the World Cup, started the games during the World Cup, have been consistent. And Reese coming back is a, is another top player. So, yeah, <clears throat> we'd love to have that depth in every position on the field, really. Um, I remember when you first came in, you said you 
to play for England, you've got to be playing regularly for your club and playing well for your club. Mm. And have you found that increasingly difficult to, to stick to that? I'm looking mm. at Lewis Dunk not in, Harry Maguire in, and then various other players as well. Is it, is it just too difficult to stick to that idealist philosophy? It's impossible. Um, you know, we've got to pick uh, our best players where possible. Um, and then there's a balance between do you go with a certain level of player who's not playing quite as regularly or a level of player who's physically fit and doing well but you know I'm not I'm not talking about specific names here but as a general principle um, you know I feel as though it's interesting talking to other coaches of national teams that they feel the same you've got to try to pick your best players as long as they can get to a reasonable physical level and um, that that's where we are with it really you, you'd love to have that depth but we are you know shorter than the other big nations on depth of uh, selection I'm happy with the groups that we've got to select from and the quality we've got to select from but in certain positions we are short of depth and uh, that's those numbers are deteriorating rapidly in the Premier League um, that's not a concern for me I don't think in the next 18 months but in four or five years time we've got to be really careful on that that's a tough message for a lot of players who <coughs> are pushing and want to get into your squad. If, if you're playing really well for your club, that might not be enough. That's a difficult message, isn't it? Especially the likes of Lewis Dunk and, and Solly Mark and players like that. Well, they are playing very well and their club are playing exceptionally well. I think um, the coach is doing an amazing job. I think he's got the team playing in a um, unique style in our league. Um, they're having an outstanding season as a club. Solly, we had with the under-21s with us, so he's a player we know well. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, at the moment I don't see him ahead of Rashford, Grealish, Foden, uh, Saka in, the, in those positions on the field. So <clears throat> it's, uh, they're hard calls, um, but um, we're, and we're always watching everybody. You know, we're watching everybody regularly, live or, or on our system during the week. Um, so there's not a game that we miss. And we do know there are some players that are playing well, um, uh, for their clubs and regularly but as I said I've got to pick the team and the squad that I think gives us the best chance of winning in two really big matches coming up experience is part of that you know we're going to Naples we play Italy they're a top side it's a different sort of environment you, you've got to get the balance right of experience um, for those types of games as well Quite a few months have passed now since you had that, that personal quandary about whether to stay or whether, or whether to go um, do you feel kind of re-energised? Do you feel ready to go? You've had no more doubts? Do you, do you feel you're absolutely confident you made the right decision? Yeah, look, the, the doubts I had were before the tournament, really. Um, I, I've said, I spoke a couple of months ago, so I'm going over old ground, but um, I never wanted to be a divisive figure in terms of my doing the job affecting the performance of the team because there would be a debate about you know, people would rather you lose so that you're gone sometimes than uh, than you win the games. So I did worry before the World Cup that did I need to say I would be going at the end to allow the team uh, the freedom to play. Um, we decided not to do that because I think when we left Wembley after the Germany game, there was an uplift in the mood. Um, we've always known where we stand with the players and um, that, that they're with us as a as a coaching group and. Also wanted to show that you know you, you've got to come through tough spells as managers. You know I've had them before, and uh, you're not going to duck a challenge just because 
this criticism. Um, but if there's not the level of support and it starts to affect the team, then that's, that's something I'm very conscious of. So that was my concern well ahead of Qatar, really. Um, from there, I think it's always right to assess after a tournament where you're at as a team. Um, we have to start from scratch. We've got some brilliant experiences over the last few years, which means to be European champions is a realistic aim. But we're starting from the beginning again, and we've got to find the hunger to qualify. We've got two crucial games. We need everybody firing. I know there's a lot going on with the clubs and there's a lot of football being played. Um, the first thing is we need people in the door that we've picked and then we've got to perform really well to get results in two very difficult qualifiers. Last one from me. Um, you say it's a new cycle of it is. You go again, start the qualifying campaign and some changes to your backroom staff as well. We understand Chris Powell has left mm -hmm. and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank might be close to coming in. Can you tell us about that and any other changes there might be to your backroom staff? Yeah, I mean, Chris, um, we've really enjoyed working with. Chris was on a placement with us for uh, the Euros originally and we extended that. Um, but the spirit of that was that we um, we would give other people opportunities. Um, we're, we're in discussion um, with another coach at the moment, and when we've uh, got something to announce on that, we'll do it. Hi, Gareth. Hi. Uh, you touched on it there, the attacking depth you have in this squad, but with Bakaya Saka, Marcus Rashford and Harry Kane, is this the most informed group of players you have uh, since you've been manager? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. No, I don't think so. Um, I think, uh, I mean, those guys are playing well and scoring, but I don't think it's... Um, extraordinary compared to what we've had in the past when uh, you know Raheem's been flying or um, um, Jack or so you know we, we've had spells where um, you know we've, we've, we're fortunate we've got good attacking talent and uh, Phil of course is has, has uh, had a little bit of an issue with injuries and things but um, no it's always a headache in those positions in the field. And with Kyle Walker in the squad, there's an off-the-field issue mm. that he's under investigation by the police and there's been a lot of uh, importance on representing the shirt mm. in the right way. Did it make it harder for you to call him up in, in this instance? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a complicated situation. Um, I've spoken at length with him. Um, the fact is, as we sit here at the moment, is that you know he's back playing with his club. There's no conclusive evidence to leave him out at this stage. So, um, you know, I think I've got to be very careful on being the moral judge on things. Um, and um, yeah, as I say, we, we've had 
a long couple of long conversations and uh, we feel we want him with us we, th we think that's the right thing uh, to do and um, we also know that when you're an England international there's a, an even higher bar on how you conduct yourselves and um, what's expected so I don't think we're taking those decisions lightly um, but um, we, we are where we are with it and Trent Alexander-Arnold said behind Kyle Walker and uh, Kieran Trippier, what did you say to him and what do you feel he's, he's missing to get, to get into the group? No, look, I think um, I've always communicated clearly um, with all of the players on what we think their strengths are, what we think they might be able to improve upon. Um, you know, in the past, we've maybe taken more players in that position, but I think this is a time of the season where you don't want to carry too many if they're not going to play you know they're, they're as well to have a break and re-energize re so um, I'm not going to go into a coaching conversation but I think all the players that have, have not made the squad know the reasons why and um, I think we always give clarity on that. And straight into competitive qualifiers for the European Championships just how difficult is it to go straight into this round of fixtures so close together straight after the World Cup. Mm. Yeah, well, that's that's the big challenge we've got. Um, to go to a World Cup, everybody wanted to be there. The fight for places was immense. The, um, the hunger was there, it was clear. Um, now you have to start again. I know exactly where our most senior players will be with that challenge. They're ready, you know, um, the Hendersons, the Canes, they... They set the tone for that sort of uh, mentality that's going to be needed. We have basically a couple of days on the training pitch to prepare for a humdinger of a game in Naples. So um, we've got to make sure that we're ready for that. But I think the players will be. We know we are as a, as a group of staff. Um, and it's, a, it's a, a good test for us now. These are the sorts of games that we've got to show we can go to these places and win. That's the the next step for us as a team. Hi, Gareth. Um, it, was, it was confirmed this week the next World Cup in 2026 would be over 100 matches long, it would last 40 days. There's been concerns voiced by the likes of the PFA and others over the strain that this would place on players in terms of their welfare and their health. Do you share those concerns? And what do you make of Gianni Infantino saying today, in fact, that there needs to be way more football played in his view, not less? Yeah, I haven't seen the full extent or the context of the quote, so I don't want to comment on something that I'm, I'm, I might be uh, not, not getting the full context of. Um, I've, I've said all along, I think there's got to be great collaboration on the football calendar, really. Um, it's no use um, in England trying to resolve things with the... Premier League and the FA Cup and, and then not involving what's happening with the UEFA competitions in that and then it's no use sorting out the European competitions if we don't get FIFA at the same table so at the moment the risk is when you clear a space somebody fills it and um, we, we go on incessantly so I think everybody's in agreement that that needs to be looked at um, equally nobody's putting their hands up for less money so uh, there's, uh, there's got to be a compromise somewhere along the line. You know, if, uh, if we want to get the rewards we do within the game, then you need the commercial contracts, you need the broadcasting contracts, you need the prize money. Um, 
and on we go. So everybody has to sit around the table and, and if we want to resolve that situation, everybody's got to work together. Otherwise, there's always a, there's always a loophole. Just, just quickly on, on Infantino, he was re-elected unopposed earlier today for another tenure, another term in power. When you, when you think back to Qatar and, and the way that FIFA under him opposed England's and other European associations' requests to be able to wear that armband, is it healthy, do you think, that he's been re-elected unopposed? I think the, the armband situation was very difficult because the rules on wearing kit are the rules and if you open up a loophole for displaying a statement of any type, then you set a precedent. So I understood, although we were hopeful to support um, you know, some of our supporter groups by wearing the armband, I also could understand it from FIFA's perspective. And just finally for me, on the Kyle situation, I know you've spoken just now about it to Alex, but regardless of the outcome of this particular case, there, there has been previous with Kyle. Uh, you've spoken about that in the past. He spent some time out of the England squad after what happened during, during lockdown, for example. You've said that you want high-performing but low-maintenance players. He's certainly high-performing, but are you, are you, are you concerned about his, his, um, the way he conducts his business off the field, away from, away from the pitch? I don't think I can answer that any better than I just did, really. Thank you. Okay, any further questions? I'll take one at the back, Matt. Hi, Gareth. Hi. Um, with, uh, talk about wear and tear and burnout for players because of the, the pressures that are being put upon them. How would you feel about a collaboration between the FA, between the Premier League and the PFA, talking about a minimum uh, number of days of non-football every year for footballers? Yeah, I think there are discussion groups about lots of things going on between all of those bodies, EFL as well. So there's, there's good collaboration at a technical level where people are trying to resolve um, some of those ideas and get some consistency. Um, but it's, it is very complicated because there's more Champions League dates being thrown into next year's calendar, for example, and the Club World Cup as well, as has been mentioned. So it isn't just as simple as getting the English side of that sorted out. That's part of it, without a doubt. Um, but, but there is more involved. Thanks, Matt. And we'll finish with last one. Back with Rob Dorsett here. Gareth, I just wanted to ask you one about the Lionesses. Um, generally, they've, 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 their performances have, have led to a, a change in the school curriculum. The girls are going to be given the same access to, to exactly the same sports and football as boys are. And FIFA today, in, in following on from what Dan was saying, have said that they're targeting equal pay for men and women's World Cups within four years. Um, sounds like equality is moving forward. What, what are your thoughts as, as the England boss? Mm. Well, I know for the girls, um, you know, a huge part of the drive for them to succeed in the summer was um, the legacy piece and um, that opportunity for everybody to to be able to play sport was uh, was high on their agenda, so it's brilliant that they've been able to have an influence and and uh, and get that through. Um, in terms of the equal pay, I think um, you know I think if uh, men and women are doing the same job and the men are being paid more, then that's that's an aspect that can't be right. Equally, if we're in a economic world where within football there's got to be the funds available to pay then in order to pay equally the broadcasting figures or the sponsorship figures have to have to tally so 
Um, it's probably an area people don't want to speak about, but I think there's a reality to that. There's an economic reality on that. So, um, you know, I have a daughter that if she's in an office and she's doing the same job as the person next to her, then I'd want her to be paid equally. There's no, there's no doubt about that. But um, there are economic factors between the Premier League and the Championship and across sports at different levels. And in the end, as I said earlier, we... We want uh, a smaller calendar, but none of us are voting for less money as well. So, but the calendar and the sponsors and the broadcasters, as well as the fans. But you know, in our league, the broadcast deal in particular is is a huge part of why the salaries are what they are in the Premier League. Then um, that does determine what it's possible to pay. I think. Okay, everyone. We'll conclude it there. Thank you very much. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.